Every parent is triggered by it, and it just doesn't matter that much. Today, we're going to talk about spelling. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 43 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. So, Steph, you and I really haven't chatted that much this week, which is a bit unusual. Yeah, it's true. And then there's some things that have happened, and we're just like, oh, we'll just save it for the podcast. I know you went to the dentist, and I want to hear about it. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to be talking about on the podcast. Yeah. But I'm very into dental hygiene. For me, that means I go to the dentist twice a year for cleaning. Yeah. I don't necessarily always floss. But I was there, and I hadn't done x-rays in a couple of years. And it was first thing in the morning, and my gag reflex was really highly engaged, which is very unusual for me. That's not like part of the Rachel profile. I don't have a problem doing oral x-rays ever. Mm -hmm. And so she said there were a couple things. She said, first of all, it was early in the morning and it's more common to have a problem early in the morning. Then she said, I hadn't eaten breakfast. Mm. And she said that was a trigger for it as well. I just Mm. think this is all interesting to share. But the thing that I found fascinating, she goes... Okay, next time I put the x-rays in, I want you to just lift your feet. So I want you to picture me in the dentist chair, and Mm -hmm. my feet are just up in the air. I'm like, this is great. I don't have to work out today because now this is my core workout, (laughs) right? And it totally worked. I was fine. So she did four x-rays, and I lifted my – or eight. I think it was eight because it was a while. And I lifted my feet each time, and the gag reflex didn't get activated. And I asked her after, I'm like, that was weird. What was going on? And she looked at me and she's like, your brain can't do two things at once. So your brain was focusing on lifting your feet, therefore wasn't focusing on the intrusion in your mouth. Isn't that interesting? That's such a good idea. But if you apply it to what we do, how often are we doing something physical with students to help them with memory, for example? Mm-hmm. And we're distracting them and they're memorizing something while they're moving their hands. We do it with skip counting. We're engaging their body parts so that their brains can hold on to the information without it being too difficult. Yeah, and spelling. And spelling, which brings us to today's episode. But as it was happening, all I was sitting in the chair thinking, I'm like, this is great. This will be great on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I need to remember that, actually. When you get x-rays, do you have... No, but... There's probably moments where that could be helpful in my life. Oh, I could think of a couple. Yeah. 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 Good times. All right. So remember to lift your feet <laughs> yeah. to like, you know, a 75 degree angle. And, you know, maybe brushing teeth and stuff. Sometimes there's a lot of people that have that reflex too when they're brushing their teeth. So that might be a good idea. Hold on. How do you imagine people are going to be brushing their teeth? With one foot up? holding their balance like sideways or something. It doesn't have to be all in. It can be partial and still have to focus. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It was fascinating to me. It is fascinating. All right. So Steph, last weekend, we're recording this kind of mid to late February. So yeah, this episode's going live in a couple of days, which is unusual for us. You're usually like recording out of order and all that. So over President's Day weekend, you had a fun weekend. I did have a fun weekend. I went to Atlanta. And my best friend 
from here that I've known a lot of years lives there. And I surprised her at work. And I was sitting on stairs and she came out when she got off work that day on Friday. And Mm -hmm. she came out and her reaction was, I recorded it. It was priceless. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I I showed it to you because she was so confused and she goes, are you serious? How did this happen? (laughs) I was cracking up. I thought it was so funny. And all weekend she kept going, I can't believe you're here. And anyway, it was super fun. And I got to hang out with her baby, which is always fun. So so he's got like a full head of hair. Oh, yeah. He's already had a haircut and he's (laughs) five months old. Yeah. He's had a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're back to the grind, getting ready for second semester to really ramp up. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about spelling. And the first thing that we want to disclaim is we don't think spelling is unimportant. Correct. It's important. But as the title suggests, it's not as important as you think. For your learner, oftentimes, I don't know about you, but when I get calls about reading and whatnot, I have parents who say my child isn't spelling correctly and whatnot, and we'll get into the reasons, but I just wanted to preface it with we're not negating that they're having a hard time with spelling, right? but that's not where we're going to start, and that's not the most important thing that we feel like we need to be addressing in educational therapy because usually when spelling is a problem, there's something else going on. That's more important to remediate that larger. This seems to be a symptom of a larger Mm -hmm. from our anecdotal experiences, right? Right, exactly. So if they're having trouble with reading, then if we remediate the reading, there's usually it helps the spelling. Totally. So Steph, why is spelling so hard? Because it's all memorization. Yes. It really is. And Spelling tests are no fun. And I remember, even though I did really well on spelling tests, I didn't like them. I did really well as well, but I liked them because I did well. (laughs) I think the pressure of it is just so much sitting there listening and having to write it out and you only have so much time and you can only, you know, Mm -hmm. if you get behind and you can't remember how to spell it and the teacher moves on, that's stressful. Right. And it causes a lot of anxiety. It did for me. I totally get it. And there's usually only like 10 spelling words at a time, right? Yeah. So if you get two wrong, that's a B. If you get three wrong, you did really poorly. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where you either do really well or you just bomb. Totally. And so the emphasis is on perfection. And I just think it's hard. It doesn't align with our philosophy of learning. It doesn't because it's important to know how to spell in life, right? Mm -hmm. But I think what ends up happening a lot of times is – They're focusing on the spelling of the word, and the kids have no idea what the word means as they get older. Couldn't agree more. We are big fans of vocabulary tests Mm -hmm. that offer real-world application of what that word means. Parents and teachers tend to focus on spelling rather than the content of what a word means. I've had students multiple times in session saying, I have this spelling test, and okay, well, what does it mean? Because it helps to make that connection. We're talking about this word and they're not sure. We want to be very clear that we're talking about spelling on its own. When it's in conjunction with a vocabulary test, that makes sense to me. Absolutely. But just the spelling 
it's hard for them to relate. And literally, they're just doing some memorization. Right. What we're really assessing is their memory. Right. They're just going to forget it anyway. Right. Also, spelling doesn't have as much to do with reading as you would think. Steph, how would you explain this? So I said earlier, if reading catches on for students, they usually have a better sense of sounds. But just because you can spell doesn't mean you can read. Right. And that is why one doesn't correlate with the other. So a lot of times I'll get parents that call and say, oh, he does perfectly on his spelling tests, but he can't read. Right. So this is why it doesn't have to do as much with the other as you think. Right. So organically, understanding the sounds and reading and how to blend and put all those things together organically helps with spelling. Of course. And here's what we really come back to. English doesn't play fair. And this Mm. is something that I often remind parents of. In other languages, the rules are consistent all the way through. No matter what, it's always going to be like this. English is not like that. There are exceptions to every rule. So we teach a rule and then we follow it up by teaching the 15 exceptions (laughs) to it, right? But spelling in particular is triggering for parents because they see that it's wrong. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, it's funny because right before we started recording, I saw somebody that I knew on Facebook and she had misspelled a word. And it bothered me because there was a professional relationship that she and I have together. So we totally get that spelling can be super triggering. But like we have said earlier, there's another reason for it. And in fact, what you said to me about that stuff was she probably has some sort of reading disorder, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it allowed me a little bit more compassion about it. Yeah. But parents often call, and this is a huge trigger for them. And my sister-in-law is texting me about this. Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah, she's texting me pictures. My niece was in kindergarten at the time and inverting some letters Mm -hmm. and then misspelling words, consistently misspelling the same words. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know, let's just take a deep breath. She's way ahead in other things. Yeah. And it just doesn't matter as much. And she goes, but it bothers me. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah, totally fair, but she will get there. And if it's still hard as she gets older, resources. Totally. And, you know, obviously having an ed therapist in the family, I'm the first to tell family when they need to be getting in there and having support. You know, like I tell my friends who are potty training their kids right now, you've never seen someone walk down the aisle like in a diaper. Yeah. Right? You've never really seen anybody sign their wedding license, their marriage license either, and misspell something. Yeah. These things get worked out over time. They will. And we also live in a world of technology. Mm-hmm. And that's the good news. We have spell check. We have speech to text. So we're not saying that poor spellers are always going to be poor spellers, but our kids are starting to write on the computer in fourth grade and third grade stuff. Yeah. Second, third, fourth, depending. Yeah. They're doing it really young. And so they're getting that support. But when they're specifically assessed on the spelling, we want to make sure that parents understand what we're really assessing them on is their memory. Yeah. And their ability to memorize five or six or seven things in the same order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, I have a client that this happens with, she mispronounces words and that's why she's spelling them incorrectly. Oh, interesting. So she's spelling them appropriate to the way that she's pronouncing them. That's one of the things that we've been working on in session is when there's a word and she's pronouncing it incorrectly, 
that we are talking about actually how you spell it and read it and what it sounds like and the movement of your mouth and whatnot. This is where we get back into English doesn't play fair. Yeah. I would assume that her mispronunciations kind of make sense to you. Oh, yeah. And this is where the vocabulary really should matter because our students should be saying to themselves, does that sound like a word that I've heard before? Yeah. I think I've given this example on the podcast before when I was reading Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. In the fourth book, J.K. Rowling fanatically writes out Hermione's name. And I remember exactly where I was, where I read it. I'm like, oh, my God, her name's not Hermione? Yeah. Because that was not a name that I was familiar with before Harry Potter. Was that a name that you knew? No, definitely not. And so I remember where I was where that got corrected for me. And actually, I have a very good friend and Steph, you know who it is, who will often mispronounce words out loud because she's only read them. And it's one of the funniest things when it happens because she knows that she does it. She's never sure which word it is. She's totally using the word appropriately in the sentence. Mm -hmm. And either my husband or I or her husband will look at her because the four of us hang out quite a bit and we'll go, wait, what? What word did you just say? And she gets that look on her face because she knows she's done it. And I mean, she's in her 30s and yeah. she knows she's done it. And she goes, how do you properly say it? Wait, what? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's still learning. That's the beauty of it. And she's open to it. She's totally open to it. And we also tease her quite a bit about it. And sometimes those words become part of our like group vernacular. Yeah. So one was reconnaissance. Oh, this is like a famous one when she mispronounced it. And she was like, I'm going on a reconnaissance mission. <laughs> That's good. And we're like, you're, you're, you're what? <laughs> but now she knows. But now we all mispronounce it on purpose for sure. together. Oh, for sure. I have a bunch of those words, too, that I like saying it incorrectly because it's just fun. Yeah. So um, and we'll joke about it over text and stuff. Yeah. She's one of my most well-read friends, I will also yeah. add. This is someone who gets anxious if she's not in the middle of a good book. Mm. And so it's just an adorable aspect of her personality. I think the thing that you're saying is that she is a functioning adult. Totally. And it is something that just is not really affecting her life that much. So Totally. So we just want to remind you guys of that. And teachers out there, if you're giving spelling tests and you're listening to this. We're not saying stop giving the spelling test. Yeah. Add the vocab. Add the vocab or let kids know that we're really looking at your memory too. Yeah. Because it gives them permission and it helps them to understand what is important for this test. Yeah. Because absolutely, we don't want our kids misspelling words that are simple. No, we definitely want them to spell. And like Rachel said, there's spell check, there's speech to text, right. there's a lot of resources. And if you know you're a bad speller, you use those resources. Totally. And I think that's one of the things that we teach the kids in here, that we're not trying to make them perfect and some things are just going to be a little bit harder than others. And you just need a strategy. You just need to know what you're going to do. Exactly. You need to know to go ask Siri. Or ask Alexa. Ask a friend, ask an adult, ask a teacher, all sorts of things. I absolutely will use Siri for spelling. For sure. So we know we're a short and sweet episode, but this one is a personal trigger for Steph and I because yeah. it's something we hear so often. And we have this conversation a lot with parents, so we figured we'd have it on the podcast with you, Smarties. But we would not be ourselves if we didn't leave you with some strategies. For sure. So, Steph, what is one of your strategies for really, we're going to call it spelling, but really we're talking about memory. Yes. We talked a lot about memory and how to memorize in episode 27. 
So we'll link that in the show notes. So some strategies that I like to use. There's the basic ones that are throwing a ball back and forth to memorize. There's jumping on the trampoline. Can you describe what it is to throw the ball? Because I know what you mean when you say throw the ball back and forth to memorize. But can you walk us through what that actually means? Yeah. If you, Let's say you're trying to memorize cat. Mm-hmm. There's two of you, you and yes. your child, you and your learner. So you yep. take a ball and there's a couple of ways to do it. Depends on where your student might be struggling. But you might say C or they say C and then you throw the ball. And then the next letter is A for cat. So then you throw the ball back. So it could be like that. There's mm-hmm. also spelling the word and then you get to throw the ball if you get it correct. So the kid might say C-A-T, throw the ball and try to throw it. If the child gets it right, you get to throw a wacky one. (laughs) Sometimes I have them jumping on the trampoline and I've put out letters and they've had to jump from the trampoline onto the piece of paper with a letter and spell it that way. Definitely have done that. Mm -hmm. Or jumping around with letters on the floor. Or I might say C-A-T, what does that spell? Or I might say cat, how do you spell it? And then jump or something. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of just getting your child to move. Because the movement, as Rachel said, the movement really helps your brain. Like the dentist told me this week. Yeah, exactly. I had a sixth grader and he had a spelling or really was a vocabulary test. But the expectation is that they're going to spell the words correctly. And we've done so much practice in session on vocabulary tests and how to memorize for spelling. And I said, you know what? I really want you to do this on your own. But tell me what you should do. And he's like, I probably should have something in my hands. And I was like, for sure. What else? Yeah. And he goes, you never let me sit when we're doing vocabulary. And I'm like, never. Mm-hmm. There's a third thing that I also have him do, which is he draws pictures mm-hmm. of what the words mean because oh, he's so it. visual. Yeah. So I have a whiteboard up in my office. I feel like I've posted about this on Instagram before. So if you want to go and like scroll through my feed, it's at CapEd Therapy, K-A-P-P Ed Therapy. And... I also have him switch colors. So every vocabulary word, he writes the word, he draws the picture that will help trigger his memory. And then we switch colors. So not only can he get that visual cue, he might remember what the picture looked like. Mm-hmm. He might remember what color he wrote it in as well or yeah. where it was on the board. We talk about all of that. What color was that written in? Where on the board was it? That's important. Yeah. It's important to have those kind of cues in Yeah, because you never know what it's going to be. When you're in the test. For sure. I remember as a child, second grade, spelling word was friend. Okay. And I could not get it. And I remember my mom sat down with me and we broke it down into chunks. So she said, Friday ends. What happens on Fridays? You get to have a friend over. Oh. Still, to this day, when I am spelling it, I think in my head, fry end. My mom would always say, my mom is a second grade teacher, and she would always say to remember how to spell principal, like the principal of your school. Is your pal, yeah. The principal is your pal. Yeah. And I think about that every time. Not that I'm writing principal that often, but I think about it. That mnemonic is really important. Yeah. And from the time that I was in second grade till now, and it still works for me, and Not that I don't know how to spell it, but I still think about it every single time. Totally. So sometimes if you have wacky ideas to throw at your your learner, use them because then they'll be, remember that time my mom told me? I remember the silly. They remember the silly for sure. For sure. It's fun. 
So make spelling a little bit more fun is, I guess, what we're walking away with, if if you can. (laughs) So Smarties, we'd love for you to join the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group. And don't forget, we'll be there March 6th to hang out for our office hours, which is a Facebook Live at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll do it the first Thursday of each month, and we can't wait to see you there. If you have questions or concerns or just want to hang out, we'd love to spend some time with you. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week. See you next week.